Do you want to be the absolute best candidate for a job you'll love in a career with balance? Veteran leadership career catalyst Jonathan Flax is teaming up with leading executive search professionals to provide you with cutting-edge career transition strategies. Welcome to Career Transition Experts. And now, here's your host, Jonathan Flax. I am very pleased to introduce our guest today, Mark Hutto, the founder and CEO, that's Chief Executive Officer and Chief Encouragement Officer for Reveal Global Intelligence. Mark uh, opened this firm 14 years ago after 15 years uh, with Wells Fargo and Deloitte where he led talent acquisition and talent sourcing teams. So this is someone with both sides of the uh, recruiting, the job um, interviewing process, this is someone who deeply understands what the experience is like for a candidate as well as for the company and a person making this life-changing experience as we've talked about it. Mark, welcome to the call. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jonathan. Yeah, very good. Um, you told me that Reveal is a non-traditional recruiting firm that serves the hiring needs of the highly recognizable corporations, big name corporations, all the way down to small and mid-sized businesses. And that you also provide kind of a pro bono coaching service that you've been doing for 20 years, helping to shape purpose-driven recruitment. So I have two questions to start us off. Number one, is there anything else you want people to know about you that'll have them say, wow, I'm glad I'm listening to this guy. And then tell us a little more about what we're going to get into regarding purpose-driven recruitment. Um, something else to know, I guess, uh, I'll just reiterate something about what you said with a little more detail. The, uh, when you, when you, practice career coaching and you really care about it deeply because it's the, about the livelihoods of others, uh, I think it makes you better in recruiting because recruiting is not about pitching and selling jobs in, in our style at least. It's about making sure there's an alignment between what that individual wants out of their life and what the opportunity brings to the table. So that's, uh, that's and, and that speaks to purpose-driven recruitment. So <clears throat> purpose-driven recruitment is about helping people to discover what's important to them um, and to make sure, I mean, it's a big decision. You're going to make a commitment, a multi-year commitment to uh, an employer and you need to be really awake and, and focused on what drives you. Right. Okay. So um, talk a little bit about how you go about, uh, go about this. How do you guide candidates to get that kind of clarity? Um, so purpose-driven recruitment is sort of the umbrella term, and within that is kind of at the heart of it is what we call career drivers. So, you know, after a lot of years of just thinking about this stuff, that's all I do is, you know, think about this particular space is that I started thinking there's got to be uh, a finite list of things that all of us care about. Um, it's not an infinite list. And so we, we sort of summarized it down to these five career drivers, which is number one, compensation and benefit. Uh, number two is the meaning of the work or the impact of the work. Number three is the big one. That's got, that's environment. That's got culture and the people and the surroundings and work-life balance and those kind of things in, in the environment. Fourth is personal and professional growth. And fifth is the leadership or management that surrounds you. And so the, the order of those uh, topics is different for each person and the definition of those topics is different for each person. Um, but if you're clear on those and what those must-haves and must-not-haves are for you, 
then you can look at opportunities with uh, the same lens that you use, like when you're buying a house. I mean, it's, you don't want to, you know, if you don't want the master bedroom on the second floor, you need to tell the agent that so that you're not climbing the stairs all the time to go back and get your keys and wishing you'd made a different <laughs> decision. So, uh, so you just need to be real clear about, you know, what the, what it, what the opportunity has to bring to you. Okay, great. Uh, tell me, um, uh, uh, on these uh, five career drivers, uh, you mentioned to me when we were preparing sort of a more of less, less of a method and, and something of one a tool, a crystal nose tool. How do you use those with candidate? So uh, the more of less of thing is something I uh, learned from Tony Robbins, the motivational speaker. I was listening to him years ago. I was at this crossroads in my career thinking, you know, I, I just can't not scratch the entrepreneurial itch. I've got to do it before mm. I retire. And mm. so I was in this sort of reflective stage and I was listening to Tony Robbins and he started talking about just cap, catch yourself thinking what you want to experience more of and what you want to experience less of. And this is something you do over weeks or months as you're in that mode of thinking that was a pretty good thing or that was not such a great thing and I don't want to experience that anymore. That starts to shape how you then look at your career drivers. Um, and then other tools, like you mentioned, Crystal Nose is a really cool tool. We don't sell it or anything like that. We use it. We're customers of that company as well. But Crystal Nose, K-N-O-W-S, is a Google Chrome plugin that sits um, in Chrome. And when you pull up your LinkedIn profile or you put your resume into it, it analyzes the, the language that you used to write your profile or your resume, <clears throat> and it predicts your operating style on a DISC scale, that, that uh, personality or operating style assessment called DISC. Um, wow. It's pretty accurate and it helps you get in touch again with here's how I like to operate and it produces a very light report that you can share with others. Interesting. Uh, and can you use that tool on um, other people's profiles to see how they operate? Oh yeah, yeah. The, in fact, the advice here is uh, pull up your own. It's a paid subscription. It's not really all that expensive, but if you, if you produce your own, which, which is a few clicks and that's it, and then you produce the one for the hiring manager or the interviewer, um, and you might even want to share it. In fact, when we're recruiting, we, pr we produce one for the candidate and for the hiring manager. We ask them both to say what's exceptionally accurate or inaccurate about it and to really get into substantive conversation. Um, and if you think if you think about the whole process of interviewing and being hired, it's kind of absurd that you make you might talk for an hour or two with each other and then you make a multi-year commitment to work together. And then you're going to learn these yeah. things about each other over time. Right. I mean, you're going to learn about someone's operating style over time. So why not go ahead and get that on the front end of the relationship and talk about, you know, what energizes me and what drains me and so forth. And that's what Crystal Nose does. It produces those kinds of insights into how you tend to operate. It's kind of scary accurate to what a lot of people say. Well, that's really cool. I, I, I have seen that before, but it's been a while since I've seen it. It's a couple of years ago that uh, I was introduced to it and had it on my, uh, on my browser, on my Chrome for a while. I don't know what happened. Maybe they switched to a pay service and didn't pay yet. So I'm going to come back to that and uh, put it back on, uh, onto my Chrome. Uh, Crystal knows. That's cool. There's another resource you shared with me about telling a person like how do we convey our story? Like in interviewing, it's so important to convey our strengths, our character, what we're capable of, and um, we do that through through storytelling. Uh, you know, so uh, look, tell me a little bit more about you, that resource that you 
you have for it's that? A, it's a company that, um, I don't know if we discovered them or they discovered us, but it's a, it's a startup of sorts in Seattle, Washington, cool people, Aaron Anaker, Darren Vernado, and some others that started this thing. And it's called Whole Story, W-H-O-L-E. And it's tellyourwholestory.com. And what they've done is really kind of cool. It's it's a, a platform that it's free to the job seeker, to the to the average uh, candidate, like we've all been candidates at some point. Um, and so you, you go to that site and asks you what character traits or attributes do you believe you have strengthened within you over the years? And you pick from those like perseverance or resilience or uh, humility and so forth. Um, and then it asks you, well, what life experiences contributed to that uh, strengthening of those character attributes? And then it, it, it again presents you with things like, you know, failure in business or success in business or, a, you know, a, a, a challenging illness or disease or loss or bereavement and so forth. Um, and then it asks you to write a couple sentences connecting that life event and those character attributes so that you can tell your story. Mm. It's a great interview prep tool. You can tell your story about here's who I am as an individual. Here's what's happened in my life and how that translates into business uh, and skill sets and what my experiences will do uh, for you as an employer if you were to hire me. So it helps you just talk about life experiences in a business framework. Really cool. Yeah, it's really so, cool. Yeah. So put it all together. It just sounds like you and I, I mean, this is why we're kindred spirit and we got along so well in all our conversations so far. Uh, you know, we understand that Wow, in a, in, a, in an hour or two, people are going to decide whether they live together. I mean, I tell candidates, you have to re realize that when someone hires you, they're going to spend more time with you than m many of your family members. That's so right. it, it's yeah. not only are you qualified, but who are you as a person? Um, give me a little bit of sense of the sequence or how do you put all of this together so that our candidates listening, and even if then any hiring parties listening, they can understand the intelligence and the method that you uh, behind purpose-driven recruitment. Yeah, so whether I'm working with a, a friend or a family or a stranger or a group of job seekers, did a lot of that during the recession at, you know, job seeker support groups and so forth. Nice. It really starts with, you know, start high level. What do you want to experience more of? What do you want to experience less of? Get that documented. Then move into your career drivers and order those in, you know, those five areas in the rank order for you define them. This is stuff that you're going to, it's for you only. It's kind of like journaling. Um, so you're getting really in touch with the kinds of, you know, um, things you want to experience in a business framework. And then there's a, uh, a classic tool called a career marketing plan. You've probably got a version of that, I would imagine, Jonathan, but it allows people to say, like if, if a family member of mine, if my daughter who did say this when she graduated, Hey, help me find a job. This is way too broad for me. I can't, you know, somebody says, keep an eye out for me. See if you, if you see something interesting or something like that. You need to be more intentional and focused and help, help relegate my thinking to a very specific area. And so it, it allows you to think about documenting your career marketing plan. And these are documents I can, I can certainly share all of these with you, Jonathan, for your listeners and viewers but it allows you to bring your thoughts down to what size company, what's the culture of the company, what locations of the country might I want to work in, 
um, and then it asks, you know, to list companies that would be of interest to you. And that assumes that you've done your homework and make sure that those companies align to what's important to you, like what you've done in the more of, less of, and then the career drivers piece. And then to help you get super reflective about yourself, Crystal Nose can play a tool. Whole Story can certainly play a tool. And then you're about as in touch as you can be with like, here's who I am, here's what I bring to the table and how I can tell my story. And great. these are the companies and roles in which I'd be interested in working. Looks really great. Really much, very much in line with our process here. Excellent. I appreciate that. Well, let's have a little fun here. What is a, uh, an example of something, uh, you, something stupid you've seen an intelligent person do? How can we learn um, from people's mistakes without, of course, yeah, <laughs> diverting? You know, let me talk about the hiring manager, interviewer side, and then the candidate side. Okay, and great. I, I don't yeah, know that but, I would just say it's inadvisable. Let me be polite and say it that way. Here's what's yeah. inadvisable. Yeah. Is for a hiring manager. A lot from this. I'm sorry? People learn a lot from all the mistakes of others and hopefully them, themselves. Um, yeah. So, so this is the segment of my program called What's the Dumbest Thing You've Seen an Intelligent Person Do? So you have one on each side, the hiring party and the candidate side? Yeah. So on the hiring party side, it's inadvisable to walk into the room and and clearly telegraph that you're not prepared mm. so you're reading their resume as they as they walk in we've probably all had some experience like this and right. you know they're walking in and looking at your resume or something like that going jonathan is it jonathan is it you know and they're so you work with you know they're, they're it's just conveying that i'm not prepared they're winging it and they're winging it and it's a big investment no matter what level of the hire, it's a big investment. It's a big decision and it affects everybody's life. Hiring and being hired is a big deal. So what we advise hiring managers to do is not any version of tell me why you want to work here because you can't make that assumption. Candidates who are going to interview are interviewing the employer as much as they're being interviewed. So they haven't made up their mind yet, we should presume as hiring parties. So I remind them or give them a quick little acronym called SAT, sell, assess, tell. What are you going to sell attributes of the company, the opportunity? What are you going to assess on and what are you going to tell them that they just need to know to make a more informed decision? And if there's two or three interviewers, you need to get together and coordinate on that. So you're not conflicting in your messaging and so forth. On the candidate side, uh, be prepared with behavior on the topic of behavioral interview questions. Um, and on the resume, uh, it's so common. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of resumes I've seen over the years. But mo most often, those resumes talk about, here's what my responsibilities were, here's what I did, as opposed to a results-oriented resume, which really it, it is really differentiated when you say, here's what I was accountable for, here's what the expectations were, here's how I performed. So like a sales role, for instance, they typically will do that. I had a goal of, I exceeded it by, that mentality. And you can do that for any job. What was expected and how did you perform? If you're, if you're showing that on your resume, you're telegraphing results, accomplishments, accountability, you know, um, and, and, and it, it comes through on the resume and it gets you thinking about the, uh, uh, you know, how you wanna present yourself also in the interview. Yeah, very good. Um, what do you recommend candidates do to maintain a relationship with you as a search professional? And how, how does a candidate best work with search professionals? Um, 
you know, I'd, I'd say this is going to be self-serving. It might be sound, it might sound self-serving, but take the call, Good. take the call. You know, there's, uh, unfortunately there's a majority of recruiters who just call to pitch a job or sell an opportunity because there's this big placement fee on the back end. We don't operate that way. We bill hourly or monthly, but when you put a big placement fee out there, there's a tendency for that recruiter to embellish the opportunity or to embellish the candidate to the hiring uh, party. Um, so, uh, you know, be that tends to numb people from recruiting calls that if you're at work and you get a recruiting call, just take the call, be clear on your career drivers. Um, it's something you should reflect on often. Um, and, you know, explain to the recruiter, here's what the opportunity has to have, the circumstances that would have to be in place for me to make a change. So that, that helps get them clear immediately and it puts them in the mode of, help me understand if it aligns to what's important to me. That is good in the, the, the transaction, the relationship with that recruiter. Hmm. Um, so, you know, in terms of an ongoing relationship, it's uh, you've communicated that you want to stay visible with a recruiter who might specialize in your field, um, put it on your calendar and drop them a line every month or two. Got it. Okay. Really good. Uh, a couple of quick questions as we begin to uh, wrap up. What else drives you crazy or pisses you off, really? I'm really hard to, hard to get. <laughs> angry I'm, I'm I get that feedback a lot um but um gosh um what really drives me crazy um I think it's the, the the thought that hiring is something that very few people hiring parties have really ever been trained in and so mm -hmm. this winging it and treating this ma major investment as something that I'm going to do on the fly from the hip um, that it's, it is, it is com complicated more than it needs to be. Mm. So be open to some coaching. If you're a hiring manager, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, not unlike going to see the doctor. I mean, you, mm. you know your own body and so forth and that's fine, but you need to be open to some coaching on mm. how to get healthier, how to get stronger and so forth. So I, I'd, I'd say it's, you know, just uh, be open to coaching, uh, and we do that through something we call a success contract. It's a one pager for hiring managers. It helps them to do things that helps the search succeed or struggle mm. or fail. So. Right. Great. Okay. And I have a colleague named Michael Neese who has a program. Uh, it might be another resource since you tend to like uh, people with resources. That's, he has resources for candidates, for recruiters like you, and for hiring parties. So everyone is really strong in um, in that in that conversation. That uh, what we agree is that very important connection, that short period of time that could predict a long future for someone, for, for many people. Yeah. Um, uh, what causes uh, do you support philanthropically? What activities are meaningful to you? Tell me a little bit about you as a person. Um, so, years ago or over the years, I'm, I'm, I tend to get involved in things that I, um, I might not fully understand, so um, or that I've you know maybe got too much experience with, like you know dealing with cancer at an early age. So I worked with American Cancer Society for a number of years, and then mm. the HIV/AIDS consortium uh, for a number of years. Um, but what's what's really been a constant for me is fostering dogs. Um, it's like mm. a revolving door to our house, you know. That, <laughs> um, 
we'll take them in no matter, you know, the worst case scenarios before they, you know, do something terrible at the, at the, at the, at the pound, um, mm. at the shelter. Um, but we, it, it's a, it's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of reward in that. So yeah. I encourage you to think about fostering. Everybody says, Oh, I would just end up keeping them all. I hear that all the time. And I would just say, it's somebody else's dog. You're just dog sitting and you just don't know who that person is. And you just that's a, that's, yeah. care, love, and some, maybe a little bit of training, but, uh, that's beautiful. If, you need to, if you're interested in that, let me know. I can introduce you to some, uh, rescue groups. That's really great. How many dogs are you caring for right now? Uh, we, we have just our own at the moment. Uh, we're mm -hmm. in the process of building. So we're, uh, taking a bit of a break right now, but it's usually, it. yeah, usually two or three around. Nice. Very good. You have any favorite rock bands, music performers? I'm, I'm kind of, I like, I like a lot of different genres. So I don't, I don't know. That's probably just, uh, just for now, pick one. We won't put you on a, on a, on a deserted Island with it. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, uh, I, I'm kind of enjoying Amos Lee right now. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, give, ask Alexa to play him for you sometime. Okay. Amos Lee. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you want our listeners to know? Um, chin up. It's, uh, it, it's a tough time right now in our history with this COVID-19 going around um, mm -hmm. and all the crisis that that brings. But, uh, you know, it'll pass and things will return to normal. But um, be clear on what's important to you, those career drivers. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still seeing companies while uh, many are laying off and furloughing? Are you still seeing companies continuing to recruit, continuing to hire, opening up new opportunities, moving, moving things around? There, there are very few that are business as usual. They're, they're usually more polarized is what we're finding. Like major corporations that we've been supporting for years are major sports apparel companies and healthcare and so forth. And it's, um, it's interesting, you know, and there's one company that was all about food. So they've been heavily impacted and their restaurant groups and so forth. Um, but uh, they're either shutting down or slowing down in terms of hiring or they're through the roof on, on hiring because they're in that, in that space of making something related to the medical field or mm. telecommuting zoom and so forth. Those types of platforms are going crazy right now. So got it. That's what I keep telling people. There are is a movement. Things are in flux, and there are new opportunities. Uh, that's yeah, good. that's good. That's good. Uh, encouraging news. Well, thank you very much, Mark. We really appreciate that. I'll we'll put some of these resources up in the um, uh, program notes. And um, stay safe, stay positive, and we'll be in touch soon. Thanks, Jonathan. Okay. Bye for now. See you. Thank you for listening to the Career Transition Experts. Please make sure to listen to our next episode. And if at any time you want a clear view of the entire career transition process and a sense of where your strengths are and where your challenges are to work on, you'll get your free access to my career TPS assessment at careerexcitement.com. That's www.careerexcitement.com. TPS stands for Transition Performance Snapshot. This is Jonathan Flax wishing you outstanding career success and satisfaction in balance. Looking forward. Bye for now.